From the end of June through the first half of July, a lot of people up here were emailing me or complaining on Facebook about how few hummingbirds were coming to their feeders. That's the time of our summer season when adult female hummingbirds are focused on raising young and searching for high-protein insects to feed them. They raise one or two broods each summer, each clutch of two eggs and a brand new nest that the female built. As early first broods of hummingbirds fledge, many mothers lead their offspring to natural food, both for the chick's sake and their own. They visit the colorful flowers we associate with hummingbirds, but even more often to the drabber flowers high up in shade trees and other inconspicuous feeding spots. Hummingbirds burn a lot of carbs in their day-to-day -day lives, and incubating eggs is even more energy-intensive, but producing those eggs requires protein, and the growing nestlings and fledglings building body mass, muscle, and feathers need even more protein. Locally native herbaceous flowers, shrubs, and trees provide both high-carb nectar and high-protein insects. Once adult females start incubating a second clutch of eggs or it's too late in the summer to start a second brood, they lose interest in sex, which is when adult males lose interest in them. When no more interested females remain near a male's territory, even as the child-rearing season continues for the females, adult males transition from their mating season to their bulking-up pre-migration season. By late August, it's rare to see a hummingbird with a red throat up here. The depleted mothers take much longer than their mates to reach migratory condition. As fledglings reach full independence, they also focus on bulking up. The last chicks to fledge here and further north are usually the ones visiting our feeders into September. They know they must migrate. It's not our feeders holding them north. They simply cannot head out until their bodies are in the best condition and at the right weight. Fall migration is not a single straightforward season for ruby-throated hummingbirds. First comes the moseying part as they head to the Gulf Coast, mostly by day, resting and feeding along the way as opportunities arise. The Gulf of Mexico represents a fork in the road, and they have two options. Some strike out directly over water to the Yucatan Peninsula, a minimum of 500 miles away if they started out exactly at the Mississippi Delta and if they arrive exactly at the tip of the Yucatan. The journey is usually significantly farther than that. No matter how long the journey, these birds take off after a big breakfast and fly every moment of the rest of that day throughout that night and well into the next day before they reach landfall to finally rest and eat again. Ruby throats in the best physical condition to start with seem to be the ones who take this direct overwater route. The ones moving along the coastal land route have a much longer journey and not less treacherous. Either way, all these tiny birds are making this difficult passage through the peak of hurricane season. 
Our ruby throats don't breed during their time in the tropics, but it's hardly a vacation. They must compete for food with the dozens of hummingbird species already there. And there are a host of tropical dangers, such as bird-eating spiders, a host of small raptors, and large flycatchers. And some snakes lurk within the foliage of tropical plants to strike out at any bird that might approach the flowers. Despite all the dangers to and fro and in between, every year sometime around Mother's Day, hummingbirds reappear in my yard. Every single one of these birds that weighs only an eighth or a tenth of an ounce, you could mail at least eight of them with a single postage stamp, survived its long migration down to Mexico or Central America, the treacherous season in the tropics, and the long migration back here. Imagine that. And if that's hard to fathom, there are four records of hummingbirds listed on the Patuxent Bird Banding Lab website who were caught all alive and healthy more than eight years after first being banded. Some people look up to the heavens in search of miracles. Me, I just direct my eyes to my hummingbird feeders. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds. Thank <sniffs> you.